0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have a new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, everybody. That's so exciting. Uh, there's been a huge Inhumans announcement from Marvel. Uh, new series, in fact, for uh, for Marvel coming up on ABC. Uh, Doctor Strange has become the biggest solo hero debut film, and Luke Cage has been renewed for a third season plus we'll be talking about agents of shield season uh, four episode seven deals with our devils Ooh. yeah that's pretty pretty sexy sounding yeah <laughs> welcome to the marvel cinematic universe podcast my name is matt carroll i am jeff randall oh my jeff randall how was your holiday my friend i i didn't eat as much as yeah i did i ate a lot but i didn't go crazy that's good for you man you know i'm still i'm still kicking it i went to my girlfriend's family and they eat healthy thanksgiving Get out. It was weird. Get out right now. <laughs> I so I got none of the like normal southern everything's deep fried and everything's uh Oh no, man, everything's casserole. There's lots of casseroles, lots of deep fried things, lots of uh, cheese covered gravy. I mean, mix anything with cream cheese and put it on a plate with crackers, and that's that's a thing. Yeah. Um yeah, I didn't and get any of that. You this year. Could, if you could dip that in gravy. Yeah. That would be probably... This, this year it was just all, like, lean meats and, like, vegetables and... Vegetables? Weird. Yeah, vegetables. Were they boiled with no. bacon fat? No. They were just vegetables. Were Did they have, like, a bone in them? Or, like, no. a, an entire ham hock no. thrown in? Just vegetables, my just, friend. What? It was weird. It's was not, it, like was like it, like, an like appetizer salad thing? Uh, they had that, too. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. In addition... <laughs> To just plates of vegetables what? that were cooked, like, I don't know, without any sort of animal fat or anything. It was real strange. Come on. Just not, really not the Thanksgiving I'm out. used to. Where did you go? Space? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, you used the... I, I date Gamora. <laughs> you used the Tesseract to go to the other end of space and have Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, but, alas, it was, it was still a great time. Oh, it's funny that you say that you... Date Gamora, considering that you wanted to dress up like Star Lord. Because yeah. End of the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer that just dropped today, he has sexual feelings. Yeah, but we knew that. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> Not only from the first trailer, but uh, the first movie. But the first movie. <laughs> he has a thing for Gamora. He does have a thing for Gamora. Yeah, but I'm, we thought that he had gotten it, you know, in check. I'm surprised that they touched on that in both trailers now. Like that makes it seem like gonna it's gonna be a large part of the movie which i'd kind of be surprised if it's like a large plot point but maybe it is i don't know i don't know but this trailer was so good i it 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 exactly stirred all of the hype that i already had into more of a frenzy yeah this was this trailer was uh just balls to the wall like it's just really really great um and and the visuals are so much more fantastical than in the previous movie yeah I feel we like got a, a good look at the abelisk yeah the abelisk looks ridiculous yeah it does um you know in uh i wanted to talk very specifically about the abelisk the um, abelisk is the is the, uh, the big tentacle monster right? with yeah. a bunch of teeth um that has shown up in all of the concept art and that's been said that 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 being is an interdimensional monster now Ooh. it's been i mean it's been kind of opened up immediately recently for multi dimensional things to happen. And also, if you look at the platform on which they're standing when Star Lord says uh, showtime A holes, yeah. they around it look like plat- or look like uh portals. Huh. Similar to the Doctor Strange portals. And very similar to the portal that we saw in this week's Agents of Shield. Interesting. So interdimensional monster dimensional portals on a platform maybe we'll get Doctor Strange in the Guardians of the Galaxy too. I don't know no but it definitely <laughs> they're definitely uh, hitting it home that's definitely a really easy tie in to make well, interdimensional travel is becoming like a pretty regular thing now <laughs> yeah in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they're doing a good job so far of keeping it fairly consistent um, as we'll talk about with this week's Age of the Shield yes um, very very cool stuff I just—I'm really excited to see that tie-in, because like, other than Thanos, the first movie was not tied in to anything Earth-bound as far as right, the MCU. Right. So to to have a like the last movie was Doctor Strange, the next movie is Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, what what draws those two together? Well, obviously. Doctor Strange opens the door, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. walks through it, and then Guardians of the Galaxy is already chilling in the room, having a party.
1: So yeah, some <laughs> like, sort
0: of interdimensional beasties just already exist. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- 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 there's a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy talk going on right now with uh, this... Um, Last Easter egg of the of, of oh, yeah, the first yeah, like nobody one. can find the last Easter egg. Yeah, still, still looking for that the one. Theories. And there's the new theory of it being eternity, which I yeah, thought was a cool theory. That's it's an interesting one. Um, Definitely, it kind of looks, looks like be, him. I, it could be. But you know, then again, you look up when it's nighttime, and that looks like eternity. That's true. <laughs> so. There's I mean, you could you could be anything. You could just be around them at all times. They could never move and it's just eternity in like engulfing them. Anyway, um so this trailer also added a whole lot of humor. We get to see baby Groot like Actually doing stuff. Oh man, it was so cute. <laughs> he's so cute. He's uh, he's so cute and so dumb. Just really, I don't. Or maybe he's just like trying really to get naive. Rocket's goat. <laughs> I well, couldn't tell if he was like just picking on Rocket. I it's don't know. funny. It's funny that we that we talk about that. It's been said that um in. Uh, <laughs> In in this movie, Baby Groot retains all of his memories from the the last outing or whatever. Okay. Um, But Vin Diesel, this is in my news stuff, uh, Vin Diesel said in an interview, there is a difference. He couldn't be more naive as Baby Groot. I always think of the Groot that we saw in the first Guardians as a college level Groot. So he's not fully grown yet, but he is a man. And once he sacrifices himself at the end of the movie, now he has to start all over, so to speak. But we're going to see this goofy, adorable Baby Groot thing running around the screen and just learning as he goes. I like it i like it a lot i i really loved the time where he's he gives the like he they, they, they keep telling that if you haven't seen the, this commercial or this trailer go check it out it's awesome um i'll even i'll even allow you to pause the podcast uh i'll allow it um the uh the 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 scene where he like he almost touches the button, and then the second time where he's like, no, 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 don't touch the button. It will kill everyone. Do you understand? <laughs> just repeat the, it back to me. Exactly. And he goes, I am Groot, right? I am Groot. Like, he's, like, explaining the plan, and then I am Groot. And he, like, it looks like he's going to press the button again. Points down it. No! Then he, like, I just said that's the button that's going to kill us all. The tone of voice that he uses for the first two I am Groots was priceless. Like, he, this is step one, obviously, but we're solid. This is step two, right? We're good. And I, I am kill Groot. us all. <laughs> and I am great. <laughs> so good. Anybody got any tape? I want to put some tape over this death button. <laughs> He's, no, nobody has any tape. And you can see in the background, in that right in that scene, yeah. where, like, Past Star-Lord's head is all of this crazy amount of gunfire going on. Yeah, there's like that, a war going on. Yeah, it looks like Star-Lord. war between two factions, but it also, uh, we see that same, like the same shots being fired by like the same kinds of ships, uh, lit early, well, I guess later, at some other point in the trailer where... Uh, they're flying the ship and running from this like yeah. swarm of stuff. Oh yeah, it shows it shows two swarms colliding with yep. uh, with his ship just turning out of the way just in time. Just yeah, looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. It looks real real good. It looks like they're really not. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid. Um, Given that the first movie had a talking tree and a talking raccoon in it, but it seems like this one's going to be less grounded than the first one. It's like they're not pulling their punches anymore. Yeah, they're really going with like the fantasy, science fiction, like way out there in, cosmic. Yeah, way cosmic. And the way colors, man, the colors in this movie it, look amazing. They really do. You know, there was there was that video essay uh, that's been going around the web of like why the MCU uh it looks really ugly like the movies are great but they're really ugly because everything has huh. the same kind of uh the the same color work done to it like the post uh post right and it all just looks gray because it's all just bland no no i think they're getting confused with batman v superman <laughs> no 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 like, i'm just kidding <laughs> not sepia toned just um, no, like the... the blacks don't look black they look light gray huh and it kind of makes everything less contrast I see, I see and the colors getting, don't pop as much i see what you're getting at but I, I don't i don't i don't know if i agree though like maybe the captain america movies have sort of that like steelness to it but like the iron man movies feel a lot more well, vibrant to the me the first two um, the first two were shot on film and okay. they didn't have that effect okay um, and i think I think Thor wasn't that way. I was going to say Thor doesn't feel that way, especially the first one it feels very fantastical and the colors but, pop pretty well. Like after a certain point, I think it was I think he said it was with the first Avengers movie or something like that. Um he said after a certain point, um they all like once they were all shot on digital, it just washed out everything because they did so much post work to to tone down the colors. Huh. Or not tone down, but like yeah, I just don't I don't think of these movies as not colorful. Out. I I can kind of see that with the Captain America movies. They feel kind of gray to me. Just like thinking about what they feel like. Yeah. Well, the other movies don't feel that way to me. The winter soldier and civil war. Kind of are supposed to feel that way, yeah. They're spy drama, be, they're, and they're darker, and they just feel that yeah, way. Yeah, it, it sets the tone more. But I don't feel that way about Avengers or really Avengers two, even. Uh, but I'm, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen this video. I check I kind of feel that way about Avengers two uh, in the final battle, just because everybody's dirty and it well, all. Well, and all kind of f- the villains are gray. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they're, they're literally, literally all robots. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but. You know, the first Avengers, and you, you can remember in that, in that panning shot around the team as they all are back to back in that circle. Yeah. Very colorful scene there. Yeah. Um, and you still have a lot of gray debris around. Yeah. I, I guess it is weird. Like, I feel like all of those movies are fought in the cities unlike uh you know these space all these space movies and stuff like that and even talking about incredible hulk yeah. uh he's out in the forest for part of the time they're fighting on like a on a quad of like you know grassy oh, yeah, grassy like quad. quad yeah um there's trees gl- are around there's trees weird. and grass and <laughs> it is weird uh in, in in all of the other movies most of the battles happen in uh, well, in cities the final battle of that movie happened in harlem Yep, yeah, that's like true. The but city even that doesn't feel cities. gray because it's dark. It's nighttime. It's, it felt more gritty and yeah. a little more. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Uh, yeah, I, I feel feeling like some of this is just due to like them fighting in like a daytime concrete jungle. You know, like yeah, it just yeah. kind of feels like a lot of concrete around and a lot of Ultron's around. A so. lot of Ultron's. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of I mean, gray things just hanging out. Fly. Cities it, fly. <laughs> even even in Avengers One, you've got the, uh, the the villains were kind of like a gray, dark gray. All yeah. The, um, gosh, Chitauri. Chitauri. Thank you. Got you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they go. all had that same kind of just matte tone. Yeah, they're they're not colorful. And, and that is uh, and to your point, I think you're getting there that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 does not look like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it Guardians does not it looks so vibrant and in I, every way. In in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like there were there were, there were definitely like splashes of color that gave it character. Uh and and some of those well, shots of like the purple kind of consuming them during the like Infinity Stone scene, stuff like that um there there's huge huge moments like that uh, of color but the, there's also you know in the in the very opening sequence when he's doing his Raiders of the Lost Ark thing looking for the the orb yeah it it's he's entering like this big gray expanse you know so so right well the uh, the the camera that they're using Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is different from the cameras that they've been using for the digital stuff gotcha um the uh, the camera is called uh, it's from the company red RED uh the new yeah, yeah. weapon 8k is what they're using cool and um 8k oh my oh, gosh yeah. ridiculous <laughs> and it's um it's it's provided from what from what we saw in this trailer especially so much more color and and so much more vibrant scenes that can be had and it's it's really really stellar not no, yeah no the trailer looks there. awesome no pun there like there wasn't a shot that didn't look like incredibly stylized you know yeah, yeah there wasn't a shot where it just felt like they were standing on a planet everything was like so fantastic like i got really involved like emotionally with the the rocket and groot talking about the death button scene just from that trailer i was like oh god is he gonna <laughs> what's going on here what's going on outside where I are am, they I what am, are they standing on i am groot and then he's <laughs> Groot yells, I am Groot, while running with the bomb down a hole. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, oh, well, that can't be good. That's a bad sign. (laughs) That's a bad sign. All right. What is he going to do? And then you see him running behind somebody in the same scene from what it looks like in the same set where uh, where, uh, Yondu and Rocket were walking down a pathway and Yondu was whistling in the first trailer. It looks like that same kind of scene is where... Uh, Groot baby Groot is chasing somebody screaming yeah. I am Groot. I love that the whoever it is is fearful of baby Groot and that's just <laughs> awesome. I love that he's still powerful. Yeah, and even he, though he's he, a little tiny thing. And he like he grew more like more vines, arms, of, yeah. you know the long arms vines or whatever than he is. Oh yeah, basically for sure. like more mass than so, he which is. he did in the first one as well. From yeah. his large self, he he when he murders all those people in the hallway yeah. in part one, just stabs them all the way through. Oh, it's so funny! It <laughs> just like and then turns around and grins. He seems like <laughs> oh that grin is so great. That yep. grin is so great. Like I did good, right? <laughs> But he's got that same kind of like he grows way more mass than he is kind of thing and like throws the guy off the walkway. I love it so much. He's yep. just, it's great. He's furious. He's tiny. He's he's everything we need baby Groot to be. Um, so that's, that's the big news for today. Well, actually, there's even bigger news that dropped today. No, that dropped today, too. Oh, that was last. I mean, it was last night. Was it last yeah, night? Yeah, I got, I got it last night. Oh, okay. Sorry. It may that have been. It may have been within the midnight. past twenty four hours. There's been yeah. a lot of news in the past twenty four yeah. hours. Uh, it's Crazy. Also, uh, we there and I uh, somebody sent to us a um, uh, was a thing. it Yoda Hugh? It, it was Yoda Hugh. Yeah, yeah. Yoda, Yoda Hugh sent it. To it, to us. it um, that they're uh, they have announced season two of Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage got renewed. Yeah, we knew it would be. Because it's so freaking good. It is so freaking good. Have we gotten official news that there's going to be a Jessica Jones season two? Yeah. Yeah, it's already been Okay, so, so gotcha. This is so the we're... third Marvel series that has been announced for a second season. Wow, that's great. Yep. And then, I mean, Daredevil got the the Punisher spinoff from season two, so the Punisher's got his own series. And we're, I'm sure we're going to get a season three of Daredevil as well, so... That's already been announced, too. Man, this is announced in Comic so Comic-Con. many great series and wow. Iron Fist is coming up oh, and in I, I, what four months? Iron Fist uh drops 317. And then not even two months later, we get Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And then like right at two months after that, we get Spider Man Homecoming. Golly. Which from what we, uh, from what we're hearing, the first trailer for that is supposed to come with Rogue One this month. Oh, wow. we're supposed to get the first trailer for Spider-Man: Homecoming this month. That is a smart move, Disney. It really a smart is. move. So one of the, one of the big stories that we haven't talked about yet because it dropped three weeks ago or like two weeks ago, right after we recorded our last episode before the holidays. Um, and it was the fact that we've got an Inhumans series coming. The Inhumans TV series. Wow. Reportedly, uh, apparently, this doesn't affect the Inhumans movie. Really? From what I understand. I, don't, I haven't heard that. But uh, it's not a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah reportedly i have a feeling this is a replacement for the inhumans movie. I, I don't know i think like personally i feel it is but there are sites and articles that have been like oh this doesn't affect it being on the movie schedule i don't think they've said that uh, I, I don't know that marvel said it. yeah i think that's just people saying we don't know if this affects or not yeah uh, like they didn't mention it so obviously it i doesn't. have a feeling this because they've said this is going to follow the royal family there is there is talk of it following I mean it's Black it, that Bolt. was that was in the actual announcement. There, I mean there is talk from Marvel of yeah. <laughs> following Black Bolt. Yeah, so um, so I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case and in which case I I doubt they're going to make a series although this Inhuman series is going to be first released in IMAX theaters. So yeah, the the first two episodes are actually going to be dropping in IMAX on Labor Day weekend. They're shooting the entirety of the first two episodes in the, Like with the IMAX cameras. That's real crazy. That's and, like amazing that they're able to do that. Yeah, the, It's going to be 80 minutes long, the two episodes together. Uh, they're going to air it for two weeks before taking those episodes to the ABC network. And then those episodes, like when they air them later that month, are going to have more content than they had when they originally aired. Yeah and then uh multiple scenes throughout the uh, the rest of the series which is only going to be 8 episodes long the first season um multiple scenes of that are going to be shot with the IMAX cameras as well which is crazy that they would do that for a small screen presentation yeah so much <laughs> committing so much to IMAX is, is real weird like so much so little had been shot in IMAX previously like Uh, I forget which movie it was. I think Winter Soldier had like one scene that was shot with IMAX cameras. Yeah, And then in Civil War they shot the big uh, fight scene with IMAX cameras, but I don't think they shot the whole movie. No, they shot the whole movie with the RE cameras, um, but that one was actually shot with the IMAX format in mind. Right. Um, And the rest, like, before... Other than that, it was just kind of scaled up, right? 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 Uh, Dre Thompson had some really interesting feedback about this that I liked a lot. Uh, do you remember Feige saying a couple weeks ago and it pissed us off that? <laughs> oh yeah, the, I think that this, that's happening in the someone TV side. Someone asked him about the Inhumans movie, yeah. Feige, and he said, "I think they're already doing that on the TV side." Which all of us were like, "I think." What, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, they just it, it was it, to us it was more evidence of the separation of Marvel television from Marvel movies. But yeah. Dre has some uh, interesting feedback here. Dre Thompson says, I'm thinking that the that this Inhumans announcement may shed new light on Feige's I think it's happening on television comment. Uh, maybe he wasn't clueless about to S.H.I.E.L.D., but was trying to hint at this. Hashtag devil's advocate. <laughs> I, I, um, I think that's a very fair point. Um, that <laughs> may, Or maybe he just didn't know he could if he could talk about it yet but he's like i think that's happening right oh wait was i not supposed to uh yeah like you know he's the guy that that says what they can talk about (laughs) well i mean i'm sure there's marketing people and all kinds of people nobody else he's he's the boss but he has to still answer to people uh thanks for nick stevens for posting that in human story originally um on our wall to alert us of that like three weeks ago when it came out (laughs) thanks Um, nick Yeah, I think that Dre has a great point there. Um, So that makes me... That calms my nerves about the whole separation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, It's a little bit weird, though, that... um, Like, there was a different article that I had read about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. visual effects supervisor not being involved with the Inhumans project, even though it's going to be on ABC, like, from ABC Studios, like, still in the MCU, like, everything connected, but... They're not consulting him on it, from what I understand. Huh. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Like, at least... <laughs> at least, like... Pool resources. Pool resources, you know, an like sure teri- emails. Make sure Genesis looks the same. Yeah, like that. that's an important part of the, of the Inhumans mythos. Right. Like, you gotta have that thing look the same. Or at least better. I mean, it already looks pretty cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I like it. But, like... I don't know. You, if you don't make it look at least the same or slightly better version of the same, then it's just going to blow all of it for us. Yeah. It, it's little, little things like that, that that bring it all together and make it feel cohesive. Sure. Of course, maybe maybe once we get the royal family involved, maybe they have a whole different system of how Genesis works and how they handle it and it could be a totally different thing. No. No. That doesn't make any sense. It could be. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, being passed down from generation to generation, these are like these are the source, you know. They like have the real shit. <laughs> um, that sounds silly. Anyway, uh, so let's be on the lookout for that. Uh, that IMAX premiere is coming out next year, next Labor Day, basically wow. next Labor Day weekend, and then it uh, it's set to premiere on ABC on Tuesday, September twenty sixth of 20- twenty seventeen. So, eight episodes in the fall season. Like, what do we do after that? And that's on Tuesday, which is normally when Agents of Shield drops. Oh, only eight episodes. Yeah, in the fall, and then are they gonna do another one in the spring. Like, I don't know. Interesting. They're <laughs> they're hoping that it's gonna pull enough um, enough of a of a following from the IMAX presentation to to the TV and get enough I mean, to make another season. Basically, but... a the- theatrical release of a Marvel movie. You know. Yeah. That's really exciting. Well, it's it's kind of like a, a half of a Marvel movie because it's only eighty minutes. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Forty-two and forty-two. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, eighty minutes. That sounds real short. Oh, no, that sounds right. No, that's, yeah, that's two episodes. <laughs> that's, that's almost two. <laughs> Solid episodes. Cool. So, so, what else we got going on? Well, uh, Rogue One comes out later this this month. The Spider Man trailer is supposed to drop for that. Uh, apparently, there are going to be new touches to the to the uh, to the suit because uh, some footage was shown to Brazilian people at a Brazilian <coughs> con, right? Like uh, people in Brazil at a con, and there was somebody on Twitter freaking out about the uh, the footage that they saw, saying that they brought the web wings back. The, oh, fun! The the underarm web wings from the comics that we see Spider Man having so so frequently, yeah, that are most of the time not seen and in, in makes him look like a flying squirrel a little bit, right? Just a little bit, <laughs> but it I gives did, him that little, that extra little oomph on you know gliding. Yeah, he's... ooh, man, I could see him like. Uh, them taking inspiration from those like flying squirrel suits you know that people oh yeah yeah yeah. people wear and and do those amazing stunts and stuff yes uh i could see them like taking inspiration from the real world there and using uh spider-man to do that that's that's cool that is really cool um what else do we got let's see let's scroll let's scroll a little bit scroll Uh, where no not scroll (laughs) um Let's see. What else do we have in the headline? Well, Doctor Strange has passed the six hundred million dollar mark and has become the biggest solo hero f- debut film in the MCU. Wow! Because like it, it beat out, uh, it, it beat it... Iron Man. Iron Man. Wow! It beat Thor. Last I saw, it was behind Iron Man. That's that's cool that it beat it. Yep. It, it is at uh, worldwide um, according to this article or whenever this article. Oh, was you know, released. I think I was looking at domestic. That makes sense. Ah, okay. So as of uh, as of November twenty seventh, uh, uh, last week basically, um, it had grossed six hundred and sixteen million dollars worldwide, surpassing the lifetime hauls of the Incredible Hulk, which got two hundred and sixty three, Captain America: The First Avenger, which got three seventy one, Thor, which got four forty nine, Ant Man, which got five twenty, and Iron Man, which got five eighty five. It is the biggest MCU debut for a single character. That's pretty rad. It really is. It was a really good movie. I'm glad yeah. it's getting the traction that it's yeah, got. Yeah, i still only seen it once, which is crazy. I, I almost only seen it twice. Like, And I loved it. I think it's one of my favorites. And I still have only gone to see it once. I need to really make the time to go do that. I think it was the holidays and everything. It was just a hard time to get stuff done. It has been. It has been. And um, I've made plans to go and see it a couple of more times. Nice. You know, once funding comes back, I kind of went a little crazy. On Christmas decorations. Oh, really? Yeah. has been like $300. Weirdo. <laughs> Christmas decorations. I, uh, my band was supposed to play a tacky Christmas sweater party. Oh, goodness. And, uh, it was weird a- weird thing to play. Yeah, it was for a fraternity and sorority. They were in a tacky Christmas party, and we were supposed to be there, uh, but none of us had tacky Christmas sweaters, and we got there, and so <laughs> there was a Dollar General next door, and I went in, and I was like, all right, everybody, you have a $10 budget. Yeah. Buy whatever, uh- yeah whatever you want to put on your clothing so we just bought like tinsel and lights and like <laughs> and bows and stuck them to ourselves and our instruments and it was just it was super fun just to like go next door and be like all right figure something out <laughs> suit, from up. Dollar general. suit up suit <laughs> up so the van went out with like all kinds of weird and we we ended up just stringing colored lights all over the stage just to make it look good oh that's was funny fun. oh, was That's was a funny. lot of fun Alright, so uh, let's see. Next up, we've got uh, we got some unfortunate news. Feige, in one of those interviews that he's been on recently, um, he has dashed our hopes of a crossover with Fox. Um, he's saying that it is an impossibility at this juncture for them to cross over with X-Men and Fantastic Four uh, to make a deal with them um hmm. unfortunate very very unfortunate i i don't actually find those that sentence unfortunate um i think that sentence makes sense uh nah, man i need the entire marvel comics universe in movie form well see I, I don't think that's a uh problem with what he's saying he said there's there's no room for a crossover um, and I, and he said at this juncture yeah at this juncture which at this juncture there's not but once spider-man comes out and gets the Marvel Cinematic Universe bump and makes over a billion dollars which I honestly think could happen oh yeah for Sony I think that Fox will be like okay let's talk oh yeah let's talk about this also he's talking about there's no room for a crossover but if they I don't think there's um, I think it's a pretty likely scenario that Fox gives up the rights to Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. As, as poorly as it pulled, yeah. I would, I would definitely say that there's at least room for them to make a deal the way that Fox did or the way that Sony did. Yeah. for, so for Fantastic Four. even possible. if they don't give up the rights, if they just say, okay, well, um, help us the way you help Sony, <laughs> that would be okay. I'd, I'd be cool yeah. with that. um, I, he says it's impossible at this juncture that, um, he went on to say later that they, they certainly have enough films right now to keep them busy for several lifetimes. And I don't know, like Fox is supposed to be, um, they're supposed to be redoing their X, there's talk of them rebooting their X-Men universe. Uh, they're working on Logan right now, um, the, there's supposed to be like a new x men or no new warriors no, what is it? Yeah, it might be new warriors hm there's a younger group of x men like there's an x men TV series that's supposed to be coming up soon that's pretty crazy. Just all of these x men related things are supposed to be coming up, so i right. I could see them not wanting to give up on x men um, but Fantastic Four, just give it back. Yeah, just give absolutely, it back, and I, I, I seriously think that's probably that's a pretty likely thing to happen, honestly. Yeah, uh, that Fantastic Four would, would would you know, come back, and, and X Men less likely, but still possible if Spider Man kills it. Yeah. Which it's going to, you know, it's going to. Yeah, it's pretty likely. Like Spider-Man has always done really well as far as yeah, as a solo character without any connection. You put Tony Stark in this movie, which they are. um, You put it's gonna murder the box office. Nineteen eighty-eight Batman in this movie. um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And I'm, I don't know, I just can't even. I can't imagine how much this movie could make um but in, and how great it's gonna be it's just so much in there that i want to see and it's so soon it really is it's in seven months basically Golly, that's crazy beginning of july is what we're looking at that is crazy that's crazy. Oh, uh angela bassett has been cast as t'challa's mother ramonda in the black panther movie so we angela bassett angela bassett yeah big name so we saw a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of stuff going on with t'chaka t'challa's father but now we get to see the maternal side and how strong and amazing she is. And, and just, we get that, basically, the, is she an Oscar winner? I think she's an Oscar winner. Um, we get her big name dropping into this movie just to, you know, add a little oomph to the star power. Yeah, that's awesome. Some uh, That's really exciting stuff. Let's see. And apparently, uh, according to Atlanta Filming, the Twitter... Person, the photographer, rather that runs the Atlanta filming Twitter account, apparently Avengers Infinity War has started filming two weeks ago. What? Yeah, and they keeping it under wraps. Keeping it under wraps. well so That's it, cool. That's, that's awesome. happening in Atlanta, and uh, they they didn't mention if that's going to be happening at Pinewood Studios. It very likely is because that's where pretty much everything Marvel has been shot recently. Yeah, um, and that's where they're going to be doing any reshoots that they need to do for. Um, for Guardians of the Galaxy Two, which are probably coming up here soon, and um, what else? What else is there? I think that's about it for for news, sir. Awesome. Um, well, had uh, a little bit of news feedback here. I think news um, feedback. Yeah, just people saying stuff. Apparently, Telltale Games, according to J. Scott Saint Clair on uh, on our Twitter. I um, oh, yeah, their Telltale game lists Guardians of the, Guardian, Galaxy the Galaxy one as a future project, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy today, so that's pretty awesome. So thanks for thanks, uh, Mr. St. Clair. Um, yeah, so I guess that's all the news though. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Uh, yeah, we got uh, we got some some feedback to talk about. What we got there, Margo 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 said at MCU cast "What's with Agents of Shield episode eight being the winter finale? It's been number ten in the past." Hashtag Agents of Shield. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. I I wonder if they're doing more in the back half, or if they're just doing a shorter season this year. I don't know. I wouldn't be upset by a shorter season. A lot of times they end up with a couple filler episodes, Um, but yeah, that's strange. Because they're normally like twenty-two, right? Yeah, it's been twenty-two every time I think. Okay. Uh, Wow, eight, eight is a short uh first half it of is season, a short first half if they're if they're gonna go do 22 and they just had three weeks off yeah like three weeks off two like two episodes back and then you're gone again yeah until whenever you come back that's pretty nuts and i don't like it i don't like it at all i did i didn't know that was that's that's the way it was uh, shaken out but that's interesting hmm Anyway, YodaHugh said to us on Twitter: "Adams, you John Cena is to play himself in Thor Ragnarok." Hashtag you can't see me. Um, yeah, I looked into this, and supposedly that's a rumor as of now. But you know, you know how these rumors are. A lot of them just end up being true. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird uh, that John Cena or any, any character would play themselves in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because we haven't had that before, at least not that I recall. Any, any, any. Betty playing themselves in the universe that's true that's true method man played himself method man played himself uh that may be the only he may Larry be the only king played himself oh yeah I mean you know all the general celebrities that you see on t v okay so there is precedent Are them themselves there is precedent for John Cena showing up as himself yeah that's cool but like actually interacting with the hero method man's the only one I can think of right and 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 John Cena may not do that John Cena may just it's the same thing we've seen you know, from Larry King or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. I mean, Stan Lee played Hugh Hefner. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I, don't want, I tried to think of who he... I tried to think of Hugh Hefner's name, just a minute ago to make that joke, and I couldn't do it. Couldn't think of Hugh Hefner's name. I was going to be like, Hugh Hefner played himself as well. No, that's Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good. Uh, let's see. Anakin JK Gatsby said to us on Facebook, just want to tell you guys that you are freaking incredible. As well as the cast from Marvel Movie News, you guys are a, the group of nerd friends I wish I had. Amazing. Please don't stop. I steal your jokes all the time. <laughs> I, love, you, I love that admission. I love that admission, Anakin. <laughs> have either of you considered stand-up? Um, uh, that Um, is very sweet of you to ask. Uh, ha! I have considered it and never tr- never really n- much, though. I stand up all the time. <laughs> I, I, d- that I don't do. I rarely sit down. <laughs> I sit down a lot. Is that a good joke? Should I use that? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, now let's rewind it. Can that. he steal that? Let's take that again. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, now, we're funny because Matt edits us to be funny. That's yeah, all Yeah, that no, is. I I actually pretty much meticulously craft this uh, to be funny. <laughs> Almost none of these words are said in the order that we say them Yeah, uh, we, on just the final <laughs> product. I, I pretty much like... I've it, probably said about 28,000 words that Matt is just sampling yeah, at just, any given time. I'm just sampling. We are not even here right now. <laughs> I'm just uh, writing out words in this computer program composites it all. It's it's really technical. It's really technical. <laughs> but I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm yeah, glad yeah. you're enjoying it. We sampled the, the phrases. We figured, you know, this amount at the beginning. Like, any time a new movie comes out, we got to yeah. sample some new yeah. words. You're, you're like, like my stock at this point. <laughs> <laughs> You can, you can just say anything that's why sometimes he says that's why sometimes you get names wrong and stuff yeah it's because you know how siri can't always pronounce everything perfectly yeah yeah it's just like that oh my god <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> like, hey jeff what's up in the news um, I, I don't know matt <laughs> <laughs> so you know we sample stuff for the for the new movies coming out and then I write the program so that you just write up the script, it brings all the words together so that it converts all of this into one big MP3. You know, it's just, it's really, we're probably going to sell it and make a lot of money on the program. Yeah, yeah. We're more of a tech company than anything. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a test run is all it is. (laughs) Silicon Valley, here we come. Proof of concept is all we got running here. (laughs) Nathan said to us on Twitter, you cast. I kind of agree with the guy that gave Luke Cage a 4 out of 10. Daredevil swords above the rest, then Jessica Jones, then Luke Cage for me. That's that's kind of... Like, I can understand not liking Luke Cage as much as the others. It was a little bit of a... It felt more grounded and more just straight-up neighborhood fight. Yeah. So I could I could see rating it lower than the others but a 4? Yeah, a four that's 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 where that's where I I could see it being the third. That's the contention I take. I still I do think Daredevil's was my favorite and I think that Jessica Jones and Luke Cage kind of bob for my favorite. I'm really not sure. Oh, speaking of Jessica Jones, um completely random aside, not really random, but completely different <laughs> aside. Um there are set photos that I'm going to put in the stream this time for uh the Defenders that have been seen where Jessica Jones Ooh. and Trish Walker are walking beside each other in the Defenders. Ooh. In one of the pictures the street is a uh, is like a laid brick street which I I thought to myself when I saw it I was like that looks so familiar. It looks almost exactly like the street that Jessica Jones jumps off of the roof down onto in episode 10 okay of the series when she's like thinking when she's in the yellow dress and is thinking about running away from the like from oh, the rooftop area right, right, where, right. where David Tennant had her or, well Kilgrave <laughs> where, where Kilgrave had her <laughs> where David Tennant yeah it's just it was him the, not even the Kilgrave. actor <laughs> like they were just kidnapped. filming his life yeah that's that was a documentary <laughs> <laughs> yep yep so where they uh, where they had that rooftop scene where she jumped down, like I thought that looks a lot like that, and that you know there could be a ton of streets in the area of New York that look exactly like that. But I just thought that was that could be a a, a thing where they go there so that she can kind of come to grips more with what happened and and accept it more, which would be really cool to see in The Defenders. Anyway, yeah, so Jessica Jones was your number two. Daredevil's is your favorite. That's where we were. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, well, no, I think Jessica Jones and Luke Cage kind of vie for my second place. Uh, I really like them both, and they're just they're just so different. I mean, Kilgrave as a villain is just terrifying. Probably the best thing I've seen on any of the Netflix series. It's just so good. But that's partially because I love the Doctor, and he is my Doctor, and it was just just so good. I want more of him as Kilgrave. I really do. Uh, but the the overall, the I think the acting on Luke Cage was probably the best of the three, like as from a from a just overall perspective. I think like um, it felt like a right outside your window neighborhood struggle, yeah, for for control of the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. That I think I like that about that or about that series more than anything else is that it feels so real. And there's so much real about it and it's it's honestly it's really it's really politically contemporary yeah that's true yeah i i i i find it hard to hard to call it a four for sure that's definitely not where i, I it falls for me it's not necessarily my favorite but it's also uh, yeah i wouldn't give it a 10 it's got it's got some missed notes but i i wouldn't go as low as four i'd go like eight for the whole series yeah seven or eight for me Omar O'Malley said to us on Facebook just wanted to catch the opening se- uh, opening credits sequence rather for the Deadpool movie. Ended up watching the whole thing. Conclusion? It's the best comic book movie ever! Badass action scenes that are works of art funniest spare no one jokes and jabs and satire and all those m- and most important of all As I have encountered this awful disease called cancer a few times in my life, all the bits regarding love and loss and the loss of a loved one, the sad parts just break me to pieces. I cry watching Deadpool every time. And that Mm. is why this movie is the best in my book. Peace and love. Mm. He makes a strong case. I do think that Deadpool is nearly perfect. Um, Now, I think there are other Marvel movies that are also nearly perfect especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but uh, <laughs> for Fox, like Iron Man being one De- of them. <laughs> Deadpool is definitely the best non-Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel movie. Um, by far. It 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 does such a good job <laughs> of being really something different. It's a really lengthy qualifier. I mean, not really. I mean, we're talking about all the I think it's better than all the X-Men, all the Wolverine, all the all the other uh X-Men Cinematic Universe movies. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just that that qualifier is a bit long-winded. Like it's the best non-Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel movie. I just think that, I think there's other movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that like you can't fit that on an Oscar. Sure, sure. <laughs> I think there are other Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that uh, get close in comparison to the quality. But I will say he's right uh, when he says there's the fact that it has those touching moments about love and loss. Um, and it has the irreverent humor, and they balance it so well, it's really hard to... It's it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue, because there isn't... While, um, you know, Avengers is a wonderful comic book movie. Yeah. It doesn't ever really hit me in the gut. Like, my emotions never really get involved when watching that movie. It's just really Until fun. Until Coulson dies. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, I I, I, I four guess four years old at this point. I, I guess when Coulson dies, it's sad, but it's still not. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't rise to the level for me of yeah of something well, it's like not the like, cancer. It's not like personally touching because like you think about it, my friend can't or well, my friend doesn't frequently get stabbed through the heart by a god, but your friend could very easily get cancer yeah yeah it's true and i'm sure especially for omer having had his life touched by cancer in some ways uh and like you said several times like that yeah that's that 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 that's really hard i'm sure that's that's hard for me to particularly deal with. hard to watch and hard to uh, i need you to stop process. bringing me down omer <laughs> calm calm you yourself. bring us down all you like um <laughs> you make me sad as much as you want sir <laughs> Um. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, so we have some Doctor Strange feedback that came in. We did our Doctor Strange kind of wrap-up uh, a couple weeks ago, but I feel like it, we'd be okay doing a little quick spoilery Doctor Strange talk before we go into our Agents of Shield episode. What I mean, think? yeah, we did ask for more Doctor Strange feedback. So, uh, everybody, we are going to talk about Doctor Strange for a minute and th- before we talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you are in the rare minority that watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and did not watch Doctor Strange yet, you may want to jump forward. You've had four weeks. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> Five weeks, rather. We're, 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 we're getting close to that time where we just stopped even giving a spoiler alert and just talking about the movie because it's, it's just part of the universe now. <laughs> yeah. You accept um, it. It's part of your universe. Yeah. Plus, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, how can you even talk about all the... Uh, I'm just uh, all the uh, the great dimension things. hopping tonight. Yeah. yeah, how can you talk about all the great things that are going to happen in this episode that we're going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So, all right, Doctor Strange feedback. Here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Bah Brianna Bone commented on our uh, on our on our blog saying, "I forget how to leave feedback." <laughs> <laughs> but I want to hear you guys analyze the multi-dimensions in Doctor Strange. After watching it a second time, I understood better how their power comes from the multiverse. I'm sorry, from the multi-dimensional areas. Uh, the, i.e. the energy slash magic they harness uh, from other omnipresent dimensions gives them different powers like the dark dimension energy gives them the power of timelessness Uh, but what intrigues me moreover is how these dimensions and their powers tie into other movies for example the subatomic dimension in ant-man and what we know of realms in thor are they dimensions or just different places in the universe or both what sort of power would the subatomic give sorcerers am i the only one wondering these things that, these are great questions. They really are. I don't know if the subatomic, the quantum realm, the quantum realm as they call it. I don't know if the that's microverse a is what they call realm. it. In, well, they call it the microverse in um, in the comics, right? Which which is a kind of a different thing. We, we really don't know if it's a different thing, but the quantum realm. Uh, we don't know if that's a different realm or if it's just the smaller version of our dimension, which it is the smaller version of our dimension because that's how Ant-Man kind of sort of travels there is by just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Uh, and destroying the the Earth in, in uh, the process. Yeah, he should have destroyed the Earth in the process if the science was right. Um, <laughs> but yeah these are these are great questions, and I don't know how to answer any of them um they're 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 it's so good brianna um i think we've we've kind of given the the thor realm talk its own bit of uh bit of time uh and kind oh of, yeah talking kind of, about talking about the thor realms we've talked about it many times, and uh one of our one of our listeners i do not recall who who uh sent in the only evidence I can decide. Uh, was, and even it's not definitive, uh, we, we've talked about it many times whether the realms in Thor are separate realities or just different places in space. And we've kind of settled that they're different places in space. We think. We think. Because in Thor, uh, the dark world, when he goes through the portal to another realm, his hammer shoots up into the air. As if it's traveling out into space to meet him. Yeah. The thing is, I thought about it after we had, ta- had that ta- conversation, it could be that the Hammer just knows another route. Yeah, it just to that get, it knows another portal. Yeah, there could be another portal somewhere in space. Or he could be traveling to Heimdall so he can hey, talk to Heimdall and tell him where to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> him here. Which way... Mjolnir comes up. Which way is Thor? Uh, that way, bub.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just
0: goes. So there, there could be like another reason it went straight up, but it does seem to imply that. Well, so as of now, that theory though implies some sentience in Mjolnir. I mean, don't we always kind of imply some sentience? Yeah, but that, in that gives more credence to the uh, the thought of it being the Soul Stone inside Mjolnir, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, kind of. The, the, the hammer always is going to return to him, whether it has sentience or not. And the fact that it, tra- it could be traveling through space to a portal, or it could be traveling through space directly to like the planet. Shortest distance. It's just whatever the shortest distance to Thor is. Um, but it does seem... It, it, I will say, I'm as of now, because of the hammer going straight up, I am going to imply from that that they are places in space and not actually dimensions. Yeah. In which case they that does not apply to the Doctor Strange dimensions which are ever present in our reality and their offshoots or different realities. It's like they're they're phase shifted. Yes. Which they have a very like if you look at the realms in Thor, they look like different planets. Whereas the dimensions in Doctor Strange looked very, very much like, like phased versions of our reality. Like with uh, when he went through on his trip, or when Strange went through his trip through the multiverse, Um, right? And he saw all of the different things and and ways that things look. None of those looked like regular planets. No, yeah, it all looked like crazy. Like the mirror dimension, it looks like our planet, but fragmented and fractured yeah and the dark dimension that's a good point looks, no, none of it looks like it follows the physics of our world right at all. it all looks very visually aesthetically very different yeah it's true like, the, at least the ones we've seen which we've really only seen yeah. two other dimensions and it's hard to even speculate uh given brianna's question like how would other realms react uh, i will say the quantum realm does look a lot more like like a uh, something from like Doctor Strange, Strange realm. yeah, like a different realm, like a but, <laughs> an actual different realm. But it's hard to know if that's just that's just what atoms look like that well, close up. No, if you think about it, uh, it, as far as the comics say, the microverse exists on the other side of something, but you have to shrink down very 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 tiny in order to get through the mesh to get to it like the the way to get okay. to the microverse the comics, that's the way it is, is to shrink down so much yeah but in 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 the the in in the quantum or the microverse in the comics that you're talking about there's like some weird the, the book we read anyway there's like a weird like king arthur's court there and like there's well, people and that's just that one spot in the microverse right, right but what i'm saying is it was like a the fantastic four travel there a lot okay And they deal with a whole bunch of other stuff. That was just one part of the microverse. So, but, but my point is it was like a actual realm with, uh, with like people living in it and like worlds and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Whereas the, the quantum realm that we saw in Ant-Man was just swirly atoms and stuff. There wasn't like, it wasn't like he crossed a barrier and entered to see other people Uh, except until he got to the point where he was trying to get back and he was just floating. Okay, you remember? Like it, he got folded into it. He got folded into the the weird fractals and fragments and everything. Okay, and then at that after that he was just floating in what looked like nothingness. Right. And that's when he you know pulled out the uh, the regulator and like put the disc in. That to for grow some back. reason, just fit perfectly on his belt. Like, yes, yeah. 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 Um, so <laughs> previously discussed as sort of silly. Um, so like he was just floating in nothingness at that point very easily could have been that's that dimension sure sure and the the weird fractals are we the just don't have we it. don't have solid evidence yet that the quantum realm is a separate realm yeah from our earth or is it just a small enough place hey, they did call it the quantum realm which makes it seem like there's some other nest to it. Yeah. Where the wasp can live my all this theory, time. My major theory on it is that to get out of the mirror dimension in Doctor Strange, they had to have the sling rings. And then, in order to access the dark dimension, they had to go through whatever portal he had. They, they had made for the dark dimension there. But... The way to get to the micro realm, or the... the I didn't think the sling rings were specific to one realm. I thought the no, sling no, no. rings the, could take you, the you anywhere. The sling rings could take you anywhere, but that's how they had to go to and from the micro or the mirror dimension. Yeah. Or, well, she just kind of pushed him into it. But to get out of it, they had to have the sling rings. So, my thought is, each dimension has a different way to get in and out of it. That could be the quantum realms. Just getting small enough to make getting it small, small to, enough to go through the fractal it's, gate. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. So, it, well, okay. So, if it is a realm, what kind of powers would a sorcerer derive from the 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 quantum realm? I don't know. I mean, the dark dimension gave you timelessness. What about the ability to like control atoms at a molecular level? Ooh. Sort of like what we have uh, with uh, in, in Agents of Shield right now, actually. Yeah. Um, but that's more creating matter is what's going on in show it now. Not to spoil, there's a little bit of creation of matter happening. Well, conversion of energy into matter is what they're what they're looking at doing. Yeah, but they're drawing it from another dimension. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, it's the same thing. He's basically become this powerful sorcerer that can do this specific thing from this specific dimension. Yeah, yeah. So ah, we don't even know which dimension it is either. I'm actually impressed that they've come up with a new way of thinking about magic and sorcery that is not uh, it's nothing I ever heard before, but it's also not uh, in a opposition of science. Yeah. Um, Which is something I really like about their explanation of magic in, like, the Thor's magic. Yeah. It's just science that we don't understand yet. Well, this is just science that is being derived from interdimensional travel. Um, So it's a different kind of science. Yeah. It's like Um, siphoning magic energies or siphoning yeah yeah. yeah, siphoning magical energies from other dimensions yeah it's neat in order to power whatever spell you need it's neat that they uh came up with a new a new new way to think about that yeah I, i like that a lot yeah Oh, man, we spent a long time on that theory. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Kayla Seben said, Dr. Strange was awesome. I wasn't sure how they were going to tell the whole story in less than two hours without cutting corners, but it was a perfect origin movie. In regards to the complaint about Mr. Doctor only being a novice when the Ancient One passes, they did tell him numerous times during his training that he was made for the mystic arts. Uh, he obviously has the ability to harness these powers on a higher level than their other novices. Uh, And even the Ancient One was impressed that the cloak came to him. Some are destined for greatness, quote-unquote. Also in regards to the podcast Matt was talking about where where they were complaining about not utilizing the women in this movie, wasn't the Ancient One originally a male in the comics? I know this is a running issue with film in general that men tend to overpower women, but I wouldn't say this is the movie to point fingers at. They even gave a nod toward feminism in the scene where she introduces and reveals herself to Strange while pouring him tea as he looks to the old man sitting at the table. Classic straight white male, am I right? (laughs) Anyways, loved it. And this was actually the first movie I've seen with Buffalo... (laughs) Buffalo Custard Bath. So I'm now taking suggestions on his other work. What to watch first? Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah, watch Sherlock. Watch Sherlock Sherlock first. Is this shit... It's, a, it's just not a movie, it's a show, but every episode is like an hour and a half long. So it's basically like a series of nine of, movies. Uh, is it only, I think it's six episodes last season, right? So I think it's like 12. Mm, it's three. Is it always three? It's three. I thought they did more the last season. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, there's like three, uh, three, three episodes per season. Each episode's like an hour and a half long and they're all great. Um, yeah, I didn't find this movie to be uh, particularly... Uh, chauvinist you wouldn't yeah white male very very white male no i'm okay with it (laughs) i'm okay with all of that no like they they did have that that kind of immediate nod toward like of course he's gonna think that the the man is the the ancient one because he's got these well it's also like the ancient asian looking man with the Fu Manchu that like is walking by uh, it just makes it, it he just has a stereotype in his head of what the ancient one should look like yeah he's got it he's just like okay so this is what has to be here because I'm in this particular place and these are people that are following a particular thing right it has to be this and only this and it turns out to be oh it's Tilda Swinton how about that yeah I, I liked that a lot I thought that was cool Um. so yeah Really, really, really great points, Kayla. Thank you. Let's see. Omer Omalia said to us on Facebook, it took some time, but I finally saw Dr. Strange to the end and I didn't have to take the baby to the theater. About the ending, thank God for save points. How doctrine, how strange Beat Dormammu is how I play video games. Only the boss never gives up voluntarily. When I do it, <laughs> uh, he said, did you spot Nico Minoru, or at least her staff? I'll put a picture in the comments. Uh, she's from the Runaways, we were promised. Is that a sign? Peace and love, guys. Omer. Yeah, I did not see her staff, but I've heard that it's there. Yeah, God, there are so many Easter eggs in this movie that only ex- like you only notice them if you are a fan of literally everything that Doctor Strange has ever been a part of. <laughs> uh, yeah, that excites like, me. Ever touched that in the in the, in the Strange movie? Uh, we might, uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, if they make a runaways show, which they're supposed to be doing, um, we're going to get a sorcerer on that show. Which would be so cool. Might get to delve a little more into those questions like Brianna had of how that really works. Because in a movie, you only have so much time to explain how things work, um, and it'd be cool to get a little more from Nico. Runaways Mm -hmm. is just great. I can't wait wait to see a Runaways TV show. That'll be awesome. It is going to be really good. Especially, I mean, it's based on a Joss Whedon comic. I mean, come on. Yeah. How can it be bad? Yeah. Well, he wrote on it for a while. Not originally his. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He took over after like what yeah. six issues or something like no, that. No, it was like two years or something. Was so. it? I think it was like twenty-four issues. Was it? And then he took over. Man, I'm way out of touch with it then. <laughs> that's my bad. That's real my good, bad. real good though, real good. Yeah, one of the few comics I've read recently. So <laughs> I actually have some mild knowledge of uh if i remember things correctly (laughs) look at you hey actual comics knowledge right here (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna be the comics guy i didn't didn't wikipedia that or nothing (laughs) (laughs) uh all right so that's uh that looks like to be all of our dr strange related feedback i think it's about time we get into the spoiler section of this episode yeah we're gonna talk about season four episode seven of agents of shield Deals Uh, with our devils. Deals with our devils. Man. Uh, Okay, so first off, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. (laughs) If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, mcucast at gmail on uh, the emails. (laughs) I don't know. um, (laughs) At mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast. And if you'd like to call and leave us a voicemail, hit us up at 573-CAST-MCU. We would love to hear from every one of you about what you think about all these current Marvel Cinematic Universe happenings. Um, So, ready to go into some uh, spoiler territory for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mr. Randall? Man, you know me. All right, well. Let's do this. Three, two, one. Mac was Ghost Rider! That was awesome. For a little bit. That was really great. That was so cool! Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really great. <laughs> really great. Matt I think got was, to be Ghost Rider, and then we got we got dimension hopping. Like, we legit did. dimension hopping. We did. Uh, on a very small scale, but yeah. On a three-person scale, yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone mentioned in the in, on Twitter, I think it was Marco Margo posting someone else's tweet, that uh, they'd really missed an opportunity by having a flaming shotgun axe. Oh, yeah. By not Uh, having a flaming shotgun axe. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would have been great. That would have been so good. I think... (laughs) Because... Like, if he had had a flaming shotgun axe, and that only had been a thing, like, during the time with Ghost Rider, and then, like, he gets back to his normal self, and he looks at his shotgun axe, and it's just like... This should be on fire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then next season, he's just, like, has an actual flaming... He's got, like, a flamethrower in his shotgun axe. (laughs) Uh, that would be shotgun axe flamethrower. Go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, for a little bit of a synopsis, this episode is, they're dealing with the repercussions of Eli uh, becoming a god or whatever. The molecular man. Molecular man. It has um, to be. He becomes what he thinks is sort of a god. Yeah. Uh, he develops these powers. Unlimited But power. in doing so, he puts um, Coulson Fitz and Ghost Rider into an alternate phase shifted dimension. And this episode is all about them finding their way back. It's told in different timelines. So we see what everyone else is dealing with and then we get to see it from Colson and Fitz perspective, which I thought was cool. It was a throwback to tracks. Yeah. From season one. The season one episode tracks where they show everyone's storyline in successive order or whatever they kind of did the same thing here which was cool yeah yeah it was um they you know they would show a little bit and then jump back to be like okay and here's what was going on in the other dimension while that was happening and then show a little bit more and (laughs) jump back and be like okay here's the next thing and the uh the way that they finally get them back of course uh is using ada to read the darkhold which i thought was awesome and the fact that it was zeros and ones on the page <laughs> yeah was a binary g- pages great touch it was it was really cute it's not necessarily the best way to condense data but no but i thought it was amazing because so I, as as a viewer if you had paused it and tried to read it in any other language it would have been like uh, they would have had to actually make something up, but they're like, we don't. Want, the Darkhold is this dark book that we don't. Know, we don't know what it says, so they just like <laughs> put zeros. In, it just, just, it was just clever all around. Yeah, yeah, um, really cool, really, now, really cool. One of the things that my uh, my roommate actually brought up, or the, that my roommate and I and I looked at when they were looking at the Darkhold in previous episodes, um, the 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 pictures that are depicted are. When it sh- when the book opens and-, and Eli Morrow gets to look at it, it's basically a wormhole. Uh, an Einstein-Rosen bridge is the, the picture that's depicted. Right. Two points in space converging to meet each other. That makes sense, based on our understanding of magic currently. Yes. And the uh, the picture that the other two scientists saw when they first dug it up out of Johnny Blaze's basement... It had a picture of the portal that Ada built, but it also very much looks like the Sling Ring portals. Oh yeah, that that's the that very, very, very obvious homage to the Doctor Strange portals. Yes, in, in the in the production of the actual portal at the end of this episode. Yes. Um, so all the while we have uh, Ghost Rider, the spirit of vengeance, I should say, is uh, being, um. Is being dragged down to hell. And so the spirit of vengeance actually leaves. Um, What's this character's name? Goodness. Robbie Reyes. Oh, yeah. He leaves Robbie Reyes' body and enters Mac's body. And Mac, as Ghost Rider, goes off for some vengeance against Eli. Straight and I, up hops on his bike. Oh, so good. Pulls off just, ah. Uh, the one guy's like, Mac, you can't go out there. The director said. And then he just punches him. And like throws him back, tears off on the bike, and we get like Mac as Ghost Rider on on motorcycle. Like if only if the go if the Ghost Rider effects had happened on that motorcycle, I would have died. I would have just Yeah, they died. should they really should have. Um I really wanted them to leave him in charge of Ghost Rider a little longer because it would just would have been so so sweet to have mac as ghost rider just he's such a badass character already to make him ghost rider would have been insane the but after, although i say that i really like where they left it off yeah. it, this is this is kind of the end of the origin of ghost rider um because we are when we met ghost rider he was already had the spirit of vengeance inside of him but he's been resisting it this was him embracing his job as Ghost Rider, which I yeah. thought was really cool. If you He's help me settle my score, I'll help settle your score. All of yours. Yeah. Oh, God. So that's insane. Now we, we're we going to get a character who's actually out doing the spirit of Jindjins' bidding instead of like fighting him and trying against him. Yeah, and trying and like, try to manipulate him into doing his own bidding. Yeah, really cool. It's so great. Kind of explained a lot of the relationship between Robbie Reyes and the Spirit of Vengeance uh, that we haven't been able to see because it's internal, but it's really cool. Really, really cool. Epiphany I just had. All Um, right. Always up for an epiphany. When Ada reads the book, she gets all the knowledge. She makes or she gets Radcliffe to make her a pair of gloves, right? That have whatever alternate light or alternate light or rather alternating ugh, alternating light beam currents, whatever um, circuitry in them so right. that she can do her stuff and, you know, do her awesome hand dance in front of he them. He built her a sling ring. He built her sling ring yeah. basically. And when you saw it from the, the other dimensional side it looked like she was pulling down light strings and connecting them yeah. in a very portal setup and, and the light the way the light looked was just exactly like the portals from Doctor yeah, Strange yeah and and like the when um when the ancient one made the mandala in front of him and sent it forward. It looked exactly like those light beams. Oh, neat! Yeah. Um. So there was that. There was uh. There there was her sling it around like if she had just made a circle and held one hand still, just made a circle with the other hand, it would have gone a lot faster. Yeah, she should have done that. <laughs> I think I think I think that the idea is the slingering, whatever ancient magics are being used there are a lot more efficient and this is like her building a portal like f- f- with her bare hands using yeah, This is like a her, lot lower technology this is her like figuring out how to figuring out how to build a lightsaber on her own like accidentally and right. then like the Jedi come in and they're like hey uh you this is not right I mean you did good but like you gotta calm down and come with us <laughs> we can teach you the ways and then you know Dr. Strange shows up and he's like hey I need Ada and Ada's like I'm a robot and he's just like I know <laughs> but you can cast magic, so that's cool. Well, let's see what everybody else is saying about this episode. Cool. Uh, Brian Keegan said to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spoilers, By the Crimson Bands of Citorak! What a return episode! Mac was the spirit of vengeance, and he was good at it. What was the picture that, that Mac was holding uh, while waiting for Robbie? Ada's now a magic casting robot. I'm pretty sure that's a first for Marvel and anyone. Also, why would Ada be crafting a brain? So she can think for herself, or is she planning to craft a life? P.S. Interdimensional Brain would be a good name for a band. Thanks for the awesome podcast. <laughs> Interdimensional Brain. Brain. Um, Maybe for, like, a band from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a like a They Might Be Giants sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah lots of stuff there lots of stuff there. uh what was the picture that Mac held while he was waiting for Robbie? I don't remember that what you, what picture was he talking? It had about? a date on it. it was uh f- it was four seventeen oh six four seventeen oh six it had a date on the back of it, but we didn't see the actual picture so I, I, we we didn't I bet it was whatever Mac. Whatever vengeance Mac had to do. Yep. Well, it <laughs> whatever was, vengeance is in it Mac's It the pain past. that he had because the, the, the Ghost oh, Rider said right. that he had a lot of pain already. Can live off he this can, pain for yeah, years. he can bear this pain so for years. So somehow, eleven years ago, Mac went through something very painful, and he's on his way to try to avenge to avenge it. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome little little thing there. I actually didn't even see that. I don't know how I missed it. I don't know either, man. It was big important date <laughs> I don't know what happened on that day what happened on that day Mac I don't know what if it was a baby what if what if he had lost love a baby and mom died in childbirth or something <laughs> well, that when, would be horrible why'd you go so dark man I. I it's the dark dimension man <laughs> it tears me down it's dormammu's fault uh, anyway, let's, so let's see. Next up, Mark and Margo said this well, episode... Uh, what? Quick, uh, what? Look, what, are you, what do you think about her, her crafting the brain? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't touch oh, on yeah, that. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that. Um, that what does she need a brain for? It. I, it seems to me that she might be either creating herself a more complex brain or <laughs> creating a, a new life, like she's going to reproduce as a robot. But it definitely uh, smacks of... Ultron. It does. Um I I think whatever it is the dark hold told her how. Yeah. Either told her how or told her to. She's Pinocchio right so now. So I think that brain is going to be the, the fallout of them deciding to use uh use the use the dark hold. That's that's what I think. What if what if she's making the brain so that she can what if she oh my god what if she's getting ready for a brain transplant for people? And wants to transplant memories so that they can make a better LMD so that they can actually have an LMD that thinks for itself and can act as an LMD, like in place of person. Maybe, maybe. I I think it's going to be darker than that. I think that something, I think because they use the dark hold and we know that's a no, no, we know (laughs) there's going to be some sort of like consequences for them using the dark hold and the only person who saw it was Ada and now she's got some weird vision of a brain that she had to create. (laughs) And so like, I think that is going to be bad news. I think it's gonna be bad news for our heroes. What if she recreates Ultron? (laughs) <laughs> uh, what if... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, don't think it'll be Ultron, just because he came in a totally different way. Um, no! No! The, the main thing about Ultron is when he made the Vision, and he made Jocasta, he implanted subroutines in them That's whenever he is destroyed, they want to build a robot that makes... Like they want to build a robot and accidentally make Ultron again. Basically, is how it happens. How it happens every time. It's a subroutine that they have implanted in them. So what if he put into like he found on the internet this file, this LMD file in the shield he archives? Was, he was running around the internet. He for was a while. running around on the internet. He puts this subroutine into this file. So Radcliffe accidentally makes a ro- like a robot, or rather an android that wants to build another robot making a brain so that he, she can make Ultron accidentally possibly but I feel like that for that to be the case it doesn't require uh, the Darkhold at all no so I feel like I feel like whatever this is is going to be a repercussion of the Darkhold it will be so I think, I just had a very crazy theory is all no 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 it's not a bad theory uh, but it definitely seems like more like a Darkhold thing is what whatever this is oh it is it's obviously Darkhold related. Because she was using her little gloves. She was using her her slingering gloves. Yeah, yeah, Her yeah. sling gloves. She's still using what we know in this universe as magic. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see, next up, Mark and Margo said on Twitter, this episode, astral plane and dimensional manipulation, seems all a little strange. Ah, strange. We see what you did there, Mark. We see get what you it. did. I get it. You're funny. You funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 7, no spoiler. Saints Alive! I have never seen an above-average, at-best TV show turn itself into something exceptional in the fourth season. The darker tone, literally and figuratively, the inclusion of the openly mystical, and the cleaner non-soap opera storylines are making this series something really special. I honestly believe this season approaches Netflix quality, and this bodes very well... For the upcoming Inhumans series MCU is taking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seriously And I think we'll be seeing more continuity As the three venues Cinema, Netflix, and ABC Move forward Spoiler section When Ada volunteered to read the book I was thinking, gee, this can't end well And from the teaser it apparently won't I I haven't seen the teaser yet But I was also thinking, please don't do Lady Ultron (laughs) Out of control AI Is so trite and so overdone And so boring Hopefully that brain she's creating is something mystical, not just super tech. Quibble, having the book display binary, if I saw that correctly, was kind of stupid because it's ineffective, or it's an ineffective use of page area, sort of like having only 25 letters on each page. <laughs> At the very least, it should have been an ASCII, which packs four bits into each character. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I, 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 I think the zeros and ones, it's a mystical book. Uh, she can read the zeros and ones and then turn backwards and the pages start over. You know what I mean? Like, I think that uh, it doesn't have to contain all the information. It's obviously writing itself as it goes. So, And it's displaying. <laughs> you open the dark Darkhold, it's just two pages. They just shift. Yeah, it could. It really could be. It's like the universe's first tablet. You, yeah. Know? Yeah. you just
1: tab yeah. over. She's just swiping. She's anyway. swiping the pages. Swiping all it is. the pages.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I, I hadn't read Jeffrey's uh, feedback there. It's really funny that he was he touched on the same Ultron. Uh, I guess I guess it had smacked of Ultron that that moment where she's building a brain. Yeah, out of control AI. I wish if they do Ultron, I want uh, I want the the guy who played him to come back. Spader. Yeah, love Spader. Yeah, I'm and, he, and he, isn't his other show an ABC show? blacklist yeah is it abc or is it fox i think it's abc yeah maybe they could totally get him over here for a couple episodes to be ultron that would be awesome that would be unexpected and amazing it's nbc okay then maybe might be a little (laughs) trickier. all of that just got scrapped might be a little (laughs) trickier. but he is on a tv show and he played ultron and uh okay so i don't really want them to do ultron i think that'd be weird but if spader was coming back i'd be on board if they accidentally do ultron i want downey jr to show up and be like Listen, guys, no. Okay? This ended poorly before. <laughs> I'm telling you no. This is your We fault. have to stop. This is your fault, Tony. This, is, this fault. is all your fault, Tony. He just shows up like I'm never gonna let this happen again. He just breaks down Ada, completely deconstructs her. The vision tears her apart, like, ugh, crazy. So, uh do you have anything else about this episode that you particularly wanted to touch on? Um not particularly like we got a really loose tie-in to the doctor strange yeah this bit. was that that's a good point this was the most the the closest we got to a tie-in to doctor strange yeah. there's not an actual tie-in to doctor strange this season but and you know what T- to be honest i'm okay with it yeah me too i'm completely I'm, okay with how they're doing it because they're, they're making the show they want to make they're yeah they're they're doing their own thing they're incorporating the elements that are coming into play from the movies so that when the movie comes out and we see that we go that would be so cool if they incorporated that into a show like if they incorporated that into agents of shield and then on agents of shield the very next episode they're like oh yeah we're doing this thing that looks exactly like that yeah but it's our way but we're not we're not beholden and they didn't have to do it the week of the movie they just did it when it was appropriate for their show and so they're not halting the production of their show and they're like, you know what else is mystical? Ghost Rider. Let's yeah. talk about Ghost Rider. Yeah, and they just told a great Ghost Rider story, and I, I'm really invested in Ghost Rider now. This episode finished his origin in a way that makes me invested, and I want to. See, I would love to see more Ghost Rider. It's yeah, great. Um, apparently, the uh, the teaser for next week is calling this Ghost Rider's last stand. Uh, why don't we watch? The Let's teaser. watch the teaser for next week. How about it? I'm all about it. Let's go to that speculation corner we always like to go to. All right, guys, we're gonna watch the teaser now if you don't want us to ground for speculation we understand but I don't though uh, I'm gonna judge you harshly we, if you we, we love you anyway I'm gonna love you but I'm also gonna judge you ooh 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 that was, a, that was quite a promo I really like the um, oh man uh, Daisy Reyes and Yo-Yo the biggest guns we have yeah you like playing with fire let's play I like oh I like that he keeps holding on that devil concept like the devil is inside him. Oh yeah. And he says, "You know, I'm becoming a god." And Reyes turns right around, "You better be cuz the devil's coming for you." Mhm. God, that Oh, <laughs> this show is so good. What yeah, happened? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 really good this season. Like think about from season 1 episode like 8 where what was that the well? God, how do I know that? That was the one where they had that little <laughs> bitty tie-in with Thor, the dark uh, yep, world the staff. Yeah. With the staff. Yep. So think about back then to that, where we were like, what, what even is this? Like, how is this even relevant? And then to this episode where we get Dr. Strange tie-ins where it's not even like, it looks the same and they're also dealing with mystical stuff and multi-dimensional stuff. And you know, the different worlds and, and realms and whatnot, like, they're not beholden to it they don't even have to mention it, and it's so good and it's so much better yeah so 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 good so so good um definitely definitely more compelling this season, and they' just they're they're really getting into what shield kind of should be, and I think even more so when shield went underground, I think it kind of turned into more of like like a more of a secret warriors show, yeah uh this season though they're back working under S.H.I.E.L.D., so it just feels like S.H.I.E.L.D. again, and they're dealing with Ghost Rider, which is just something S.H.I.E.L.D. would do. Um, yeah, they would come in and be like, what? Even how? What? And they have this, like, find out. This <laughs> agent with all this history that is currently not an agent in Daisy. Um, I just think it's 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 all really good, and they've got assets, the, the, like Yo-Yo running around. Yep. Um, <laughs> running around, running <laughs> around. <laughs> um just it's just looking great can't wait for next week and i guess this is this uh mid-season finale it will be the winter finale yeah that is so sad it really really is uh, is there no marvel content from then till january oh uh, yeah when is it when is it coming back i don't know hold on let's google it right now real time googling isn't this fascinating i don't know if i'll cut this or not <laughs> yeah. it just depends on how funny we are <laughs> exactly <laughs> If we're, if we're not funny, I'll have to completely reconstruct our sentences so that we are. <laughs> yeah, it's just time consuming. It really is. <laughs> All right, so we did a little search on the internet, and we can't seem to find when the next air date of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, so I guess... Um, we don't know when they're going to come back. We'll, we'll find out next week. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh I'm sure it'll be back some, probably in mid-January, so we'll have a little time off. I'm not sure what we'll cover in that time. Well, last time they came back in March. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a long time without any content. That really like is. Maybe the longest time without any content we've had in a long time. Well, like they came back in the beginning of March, from what I remember. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll see. But if, if the, part of the reason they might be stopping so soon is because they only did eight episodes in the front half, so they may have... They may have 14 more episodes to cover, so if if that's the case, hopefully they'll bring it back sooner. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know they're not they're not going to have any uh, Agent Carter this season, ah! so that's ah! that's probably why they're why they're bringing it back. Probably why they're cutting it differently this season. Jeez. Um. All right. Well, I feel pretty happy with that discussion of this week's episode. How are you feeling, Jeff? Feeling all right? Yeah, it looks like March eighth is when they came back from the hiatus. Okay, I God. bet I bet it'll be a lot sooner this season. Yeah, because we'll be of no Agent Carter. Yeah, we'll be fine. We got this. We're okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we'll so, talk to you soon. If not next week, the week after. Sometimes when we go to no content, we go every, to every other week. So we'll see what so we'll see what's dropping next week. Next week, uh, oh, we got no, next week we got the finale. We'll next be, week we we'll we'll got here. the laws of inferno dynamics to talk That's about, right. and That's then right. uh, after that we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see what we're covering over the winter break. You know we'll have a whole lot of uh, A lot of news probably from uh, Our news and feedback especially when? from Guardians of the Galaxy When is um Danny Rand coming? Danny Rand is coming March, March 17th of 2017 ah, St. Paddy's Day Yeah man That's, That makes sense I see the tie in there <laughs> <laughs> Iron Fist likes to drink He he drinks <laughs> Yeah. Alright, well thank you guys We'll be back with you next week Uh, Check us out at mcucast.com Give us a call, 573-CAST-MCU If you want to leave us a voicemail Uh, We would love to hear any of your feedback About any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe things Uh, It's so good to be with you Looking forward to next week Peace Until next time, true believers